Welcome to Barmy Article 15 Minutes of Fanzine, episode 8. And the season is over. And what a season it's been. That recording that you heard at the beginning was done at Liverpool away on the last day of the season, which really felt like a home game the way the crowd was made up. A packed away end with Overspill at the other end of the pitch and barely a scouser in sight. Wonderful to see. Well, wonderful for a United fan, but if the game's going to grow, we need other fan bases to step up as well. Now, on to our season. What a season it's been. At the beginning, I'd have taken a last-day goal-difference scrape into third place, but what we've done with this squad is remarkable. A cup final, a second-place finish in the league, which was quite comfortable in the end, the highest points tally that didn't win the league, and even if Arsenal's last day had had something riding on it and they'd won, they'd have still been six points behind. We've got a manager that knows where we need to improve, and owners. Well, we have owners, and that's a pretty hot topic. Now, next week there'll be no podcast as I'm away, but after that we'll cover a few player profiles, maybe a couple of throwback episodes looking over the five years since the Reformation, And of course, the ownership saga, along with contract developments, transfer season and fan sentiment. With the arrival of the Twitter account, Barmy Army MUWFC, it looks set to be an interesting summer. Keep your eyes on that and we'll discuss the developments around that in two weeks time. For now, all you need to know is the Twitter account is at Barmy Army MUWFC. It's an independent fan group, not affiliated with the Sporters Club. And it wants progress, don't we all? Now for the England squad. Selfishly, I want all of our players to get a good rest over summer and be ready to push for the WSL and Champions League. But I also recognise that the experience of playing in a World Cup, playing with and against other top players at the highest level, and under different coaches, can enhance their quality and make them better for United if they learn from their time and United's coaching team takes that extra development into account. Now, I'm not going to review the whole squad because, well, frankly, I don't particularly care. But from a United perspective, we have four players in the squad. If you'd been asked to predict which four before seeing the announcement, you'd have probably got it wrong. Alessia Russo, Ella Toon and Murray Earps practically picked themselves after the Euros. Mary has to be first choice again and retirement and injuries elsewhere could see Russo and Toon play bigger parts this time around other than their 30-minute substitute appearances in each of the Euros matches. Katie Zellum is the big story though. She's an experienced player. At 27, she's been playing at the top level for 10 years aside from that one season in the Championship when she decided to give up European football with Juventus and come to her childhood club in the Championship. But she only has seven senior England appearances so far. She missed out on selection for the Euro squad last summer, but she is in the World Cup squad and going to Australia and New Zealand. With mixed opinions of her among the United fan base, she is the one that I'm delighted for, getting rewarded for a solid season leading United to our best ever finish, driving progress in our team and getting stuck in to provide a platform for the players around her. Now the players who didn't make it. First, let's shout for the people at the back. Leah Galton does not want to play for England. The complaints about her lack of selection are boring. The calls for her to reconsider are understandable, but boring. 
She puts club over country. We'd do the same. Now, that's part of a chant, which doesn't have to be factually correct. And it is actually half a lie. She puts her own well-being before playing for England. And that, in turn, suits United just fine. Let's leave it at that. The players who genuinely missed out are Nikita Paris, Maya Tissier, and a notable mention for Hannah Blundell. Nikita Paris had a very underwhelming season for Arsenal the season before last, but still went to the Euros. Granted, she didn't play much, but she was there and got on for a few late sub-appearances. This season, she's been a key figure in United's squad, covering well when Russo was injured earlier in the season and putting in some great performances on the right towards the end of the season. I expect her to be a big player for us next year with the added games in the Champions League, which will hopefully add up to more than the two-legged qualifier. But despite a much-improved domestic season, she finds herself out of the England squad. With the injuries the England squad are dealing with, this is even more of a surprise. The other big miss is Maya Letizia, probably the biggest surprise. Despite only being 21, she has plenty of experience in the WSL, starting regularly at fullback for Brighton before becoming a mainstay in the tightest defence in the league at United. Apparently, Beegman sees her as a right-back and isn't taking her because she's been playing in the middle. I'd be taking her as cover for both of those positions, if not as a starter in either. She does find herself on the reserve list, so will be, still be on the plane and get a good experience in a nice warm weather training camp. Hopefully she'll come back nice and fresh, ready for United season, but I do expect her to be a regular feature for England over the next 10 years or so. Hannah Blundell has cause for disappointment too. Only three senior England caps, despite playing 161 times for Chelsea and a further 58 times for United, and really stepping up over the course of this season. Certainly could have been an outside bet for inclusion, but she's another who'll be well-rested for the proper football that starts at the end of September. Hopefully in two weeks' time, when the next episode comes out, there'll be some contract developments to talk about. For now, the situation we appear to be in is as follows. Onabatje is expected to sign for Barcelona, having agreed a deal apparently, and only needs to put pen to paper. The longer we go without this being announced, the more hope I have. That may be forlorn hope, but it's hope nonetheless. If she does go, I believe we've got a great replacement by the name of Jade Riviere and look forward to seeing what she can do for the team. Alessia Russo feels like a tedious soap opera. She stalled on a new deal this time last year and boosted her profile with her substitute appearances at the Euros. She came back and still no sign of an extension. It's known that her brothers act as her agents, despite having no experience, and I believe there are games being played. United rejected a reported record bid for her from Arsenal in January, and that paid off as we secured Champions League football. It's no secret United aren't generally the most proactive or sensible when it comes to these things, but this feels like a two-way street full of potholes with a car constantly stalling at each end. Murray Earps is probably the least dramatic of the issues, but also the most telling. The club have triggered the one-year option, meaning we aren't at risk of losing a runner free this summer. In January, she stated categorically in an interview that she wants to play in the Champions League. No surprise there. And with Champions League secured, she said in quite clear terms after the Liverpool game that the squad needs to progress with comments like It's about us doing it consistently now. Hopefully people will want to come to the big Man United in the Champions League. Hopefully we can keep the stars that we've got and get a couple more. 
Mark Skinner has said similar comments about the need to invest, and this is the summer where the investment really needs to matter. We had a good transfer window last summer, but this summer needs to step up. The fans want it, the players want it, the manager wants it. Time will tell. Apologies for those who may not be interested in this part, as it isn't related to the women's team, but Eric Cantona has a single out. Those of a certain age will no doubt idolise the man, and as bizarre as it sounds, to get to see him do a gig singing his own songs, well, what a world that man lives in, and I for one can't wait to take a further peek into it. That's all for now. See you in two weeks, where hopefully we'll have something positive to talk about. And I will leave you with the glorious sound once again of a proper fan base. Yeah,